I've listened to AB by Kaleo since it came out six years ago. And I listened to it once yesterday. Welcome to Spin It. everybody and welcome back to spin it the record ranking podcast for people who would rather be listening to music i'm james and with me as always is connor happy mixtober we're a few weeks into mixtober anyway this one doesn't feel like it uh fits the theme (laughs) what 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 fits the theme mixtober fits the theme this album doesn't fit the theme of mixtober oh no it feels like an october kind of album to me but it definitely doesn't fit any kind of halloween theme listen this isn't halloween themed this is mixtober themed you're right it's true maybe i'm speaking out of turn and maybe we should let the mixtaber decide if this fits the theme but i don't know i don't get a lot of iceland vibes when i think this season i thought you're gonna say <laughs> when you listen to this album and i was like how no maybe not but i feel like we leaned really heavy into mixtober last year and so i wanted to like let it breathe a little bit this year you know sure Plus, Mixtober's not over yet. We got other things coming up. Of course. But yeah, you mentioned Iceland. Definitely, I'm so sorry to you in advance. I'm going to apologize in advance for all the names that you might have to pronounce in accordance with this album. Nah, don't worry about it. Just won't say any names. None? Oh, okay. Well, they're not so bad. Not so bad. I just know that you struggle with sometimes pronouncing more common words. I I can get four out of the five. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Four out of five ain't bad. But yeah, Kaleo is from Iceland. This is one of our, well, definitely our first Icelandic band. Is it? One of our first international bands. I mean, we've done Europe before. Where was What's-His-Name from that we did? Oh, yeah, him. That you brought for the singles. Oh, yes. You're talking about Daddy Freyer. Yeah, he was from somewhere over there. You're right. (laughs) You are correct. He's also Icelandic. See? You're right. Boom! I know more than you do. It was my pick, and I forgot. (laughs) The people's champion strikes again. It was more than 100 weeks ago. That's from episode 15. You're never allowed to question my memory again. Ever? All right, I get I get one pass. Okay, that's better. <laughs> Next time I don't remember who the guy that worked on Michael Jackson's album was. <laughs> Quincy Jones. Next time you forget yeah. who Quincy Jones is, that sounds good. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to forget. Well, I guess we're going back to Iceland for this one then. That changes things. Yeah, rewrite your script now, big man. <laughs> there is no script. That was just the thing I was excited about, and I guess I already did it. I honestly had in my notes for this episode, like, oh, we're back in Iceland. I, I know James is a fan. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. It didn't even occur to me. Like, I assumed you knew about this band through that like you're you're like icelandic music listening or vice versa like you got one from the other no not at all (laughs) totally separate in my mind Uh, completely different spheres of how i found them and why i started listening to them and when i started listening to them yeah wild it's a small world and iceland's in it so kaleo consists of five members there's jokic juliusson who goes by jj that's an easy one for you he's the vocalist he's the guitarist and the songwriter David Antonson is the drummer. Daniel Christensen is the bassist. Ruben Pollock is the lead guitarist. And Thor Davidson plays the harmonica and also plays the pedal steel. Can you say that last one one more time? That's the one I'm going to struggle with. <laughs> Thor. His name His name shortens to Thor. Thor. That little character at the beginning of his name makes a TH sound. But there's so many other letters. But if you cut off all the letters after the R, it's just Thor. It's just Thor. Yeah. All right. So we got JJ, David, Daniel, Ruben, and Thor. Yeah, that's Kaleo. Nailed it. Yes. And I've seen <laughs> Thor Davidson live. I didn't realize. He, I think, is a Nashville local now sometimes. But I, I went to see an Irish folk duo called The Swell Season back in August of this year. And they brought out a harmonica player to accompany them on some of their songs. And I listened. He was great in the moment, but I didn't ever catch his name. And even if I had, I didn't know the members of Kaleo until... <laughs> I I took these notes. And so I started looking him up and just, you know, I wanted to see mostly how to pronounce his name, (laughs) but I wanted to see if he did an interview or something and hear him play the pedal steel because that's such a cool instrument. And I I saw him and instantly I went, I recognize this guy. I know this man. Why do I know him? And I did a little digging, not like factor spin spoiling digging, but just I looked at the swell season. I wanted to see if they mentioned him at all. And they did. And imagine my surprise. Yeah, I've I've seen him live. He's great. Excellent. So surprise. Yeah. I mean, you're just being surprised by Kaleo left and right. Already seen one of their members. Already doing other Icelandic bands. Other Icelandic bands. I know. Everything in this episode is a surprise. You know what else is going to be a surprise? What's that? Your score? I 
No, Kaleo too. That what? <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not just saying that to make me surprised. I am not kidding. <laughs> you usually ask me how familiar I am, and so I was waiting for that. But it seemed like you were going to just jump right into it. So I thought I'd interrupt. So Kaleo is in the most unimaginable places. Uh huh. You, you watch a TV show, you play a video game. They're there. I mean, there's pretty decent odds in the last seven years that Kaleo has a placement in it. Like, they've been a lot of places. They've been there all along. They've been there, yeah. And now you'll be aware of them. I'm going to little Wayne affect them for you. Yeah. What did you know? And what did you know it from? I actively knew who they were in the same sense that, like, you know, going into this episode, if you said, oh, we're doing Kaleo in an Icelandic band, I would have been like... I have no idea who that is. But as soon as I pulled up the album to listen to it, I instantly realized I'd already listened to them a lot. <laughs> a lot? I went down a bit of a Kaleo rabbit hole. Wow. When? Only like within the last six months. Oh my goodness. I know. So their song, Way Down We Go, uh-huh. is in Suits. Yep. Which is a show I recently have been binging. That's right. It's used in like the season finale of... I forget which season, but it also was in Lucifer, which is a show I binge. I think it was also Way Down We Go. It's in everything. I think it was when Lucifer was going back to hell. They played Way Down We Go. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so I heard it in Suits, and I was like, that's a pretty cool song. I'm going to look it up. And then I just kind of put their most popular song shuffle on Spotify, which is a majority of the album we're listening to, plus a couple tracks from uh, their newer album, their like 2020. From Surface Sounds. Yeah. So I went into this already having heard six of the tracks. <laughs> that's remarkable. There was another song recently you identified from Suits, too. Yeah. You're getting a lot through your TV consumption. I don't know. Otis Redding. That's what it was. You, you knew some of his stuff. Yep. I'm shocked a little bit. Not really, because I'm very aware how much <laughs> this band is everywhere, especially No Good and Way Down We Go. But that is, uh, I mean, a total surprise. Yeah, I never would have guessed. So there's, you know, they say surprises come in three. Well, I've been surprised thrice already, and we're not even 10 minutes into the episode. Yeah, so we're either done or you got three more in store. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll find out. Well, Kaleo, the five members have been friends ever since they were in elementary school. They all grew up outside of Reykjavik, Iceland. JJ, David, and Daniel, they started to play music together when they were 17, and they picked up Ruben Pollock back in 2012. They said, you know what? This is great. Let's make a band out of it. Let's do music. They chose their name Kaleo. It's actually Hawaiian, not Icelandic. <laughs> Wild choice. Yeah, it's Hawaiian for the voice. Another place where there's a lot of volcanoes. Yeah, they're both islands, both in the ocean. Volcanic. Volcanic, yeah. I can't help but think about their Surface Sounds album cover, where it's like the <laughs> volcano on one side and the iceberg on the other. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like it's... Hawaii and uh, Iceland. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what got them to that imagery. Is it? I don't know. No, I think it's probably just because Iceland has like an active volcanic eruption like every four years. Yes. Yeah, it's a very active. It's a very common thing for them. Yeah. Well, they started to turn heads as a band when they appeared at the 2012 Iceland Airwaves Music Festival. And then their cover of Vori Baglaskogi that can be found on this very album. Yeah, you see, you, you apologize to me, but you're the one saying all the names. <laughs> it's, it's true. Should have apologized to yourself. I yeah. Well, I do apologize to anyone out there who is listening to this and criticizing our Icelandic name pronunciation. We're really doing the best we can. Again, there's, there's all this our talk. We collectively <laughs> really doing the best we can. But they covered Vori Vagliskogi, and it made a big splash. It became a top ten radio track, and it was also featured in the TV series Trapped. I don't know if you know Trapped. You know every other TV series in existence. I haven't watched it, but I know of it. Okay. Well, they signed with Iceland's premier record label, Senna, the same year. And after a self-titled gold album and five number one hits, they got out there and toured all across Europe. Heck yeah. Heck yeah for the European tour. In 2014, they put out a single from this album called All the Pretty Girls, which picked up a massive 87 million streams on Spotify for a small, new Icelandic band. It's up to 219 million now. That's right. It's almost tripled. They signed with Atlantic Records in the United States in 2015, and they relocated to Austin, Texas to continue working. Very thriving music scene in Austin. In that time, they appeared at South by Southwest, and they received a lot of praise from critics. They started to build up this American fan base, and they said, you know what? 
I think it's time. We're going to put out our sophomore album and our major label debut, AB, this record we're talking about today. They started working on AB back in 2014 and continued into the next year. Recording and mixing took place everywhere, right? They had studios contributing in Nashville, Pittsburgh, London, Austin, Chicago, Los Angeles, Delaware, Baltimore, and of course Reykjavik. Very international recording and mastering and mixing of AB. The album got four singles that started showing up as early as August of 2015, and those are Way Down We Go, No Good, I Can't Go On Without You, and All the Pretty Girls. The record in its entirety came out on June 10th, 2016, and it's this gritty, grungy blues rock. It's really interestingly intense, yet pretty sparse. There's a lot of space in here. It feels very powerful, very reserved all at the same time. I've always really liked it. It's, it's been a, like a unique niche that they've carved out for themselves. People have compared their work to artists like the Black Keys, Bon Iver, ZZ Top, Led Zeppelin, and Kings of Leon, all of which I think are decently accurate comparisons. Actually, I would say Kings of Leon is the closest in style to this album that we've talked about. Yeah. JJ claims his own biggest influences to be Hendrix, Santana, and Jim Morrison, which is another, that's quite a blend. When the album came out, it absolutely made a lot of waves. 2017-ish was when I first started to get my foot in the door of the music business, and I was, I spent a lot of time looking at international charts. This album was everywhere for a long time on international charts, which is part of the reason I was drawn to it and decided to check it out is because I kept seeing everywhere, like, AB is in the top albums and No Good is in the top tracks. Like, everything is across the world. This album was doing so well. I was like, I have to know what this is. And here we are. It peaked at number 16 on the Billboard 200, hit number 4 in Iceland, and it charted in a dozen other countries. And it was certified gold in Austria, Denmark, Germany, Norway, the UK, and the US. Certified platinum in France, Iceland, and Poland, and two times platinum in Canada. So it's very much a a border-crossing record. Also, trivia tidbits, you know, I did a little bit of research into some of the placements that songs from the album have, and I was pretty sure you had heard of Kaleo in surprising places, but I didn't know that you actually intentionally sought them out. Uh, Some of the places that you may have heard these songs already and didn't even know it include video games like Madden NFL 17, Rock Band 4, which was a strong contender for you hearing it, I thought. NHL 18, Far Cry 5, which we've played together, so I know you know that, Uh, Asphalt 9, Legends, The Crew 2, FIFA 16, MLB The Show 20, and of course, like you said, their work from AB has also been in TV shows, Lucifer Suits, The Vampire Diaries, Grey's Anatomy, Riverdale, This Is Us, and much, much, much more. Like, those are some popular shows. When I say it's been everywhere, it's been everywhere. Did you maybe find it anywhere else besides Suits and Lucifer? Not that I, like, recognized when I was watching it. Mm. Their tour in support of AB was called the Handprint Tour, fitting, given the album cover, and it features more than 26 dates in six countries over the span of two months, which is pretty absurd touring. (laughs) It's very busy. 26 shows, six countries, two months. It's like a show every other day and a country every week. And then the band kind of went dark for a little while. For four years, they really didn't put out any new music or anything at all. And then in early 2020, they put out two singles from an upcoming album called Surface Sounds, which was scheduled to be released about five months later in June. But in May, they had to push that date back, way back, mostly because of complications that came up during COVID and the pandemic. The album got mega delayed, but it finally did come out almost a year late on April 23rd, 2021, and it became their first album to chart at number one in any country. Spoiler alert, the country in which it charted number one was Iceland. Whoa! It didn't fare quite as well in the U.S., where its peak position was number 102. But I like Surface Sounds. I definitely don't like it as much as AB. Both of them are scored and ranked on my list. If you're curious enough to check, you can go see the difference. But AB is definitely my pick out of the two. But I was really excited for Surface Sounds and sad when it was delayed. I was there for the process. Other little trivia tidbits, Kaleo's toured with or opened for Vance Joy, the Lumineers, and even the Rolling Stones. So how you like them apples? Crunchy. Good old crunchy apples. I feel like crunchy's not right. I feel like you want it to be crisp. But so they're getting a good crunch when you bite into them. Yeah, maybe like a dried apple could be crunchy. I like my apples smothered in caramel and other unhealthy things. Oh, 
Yes. Fruit, who needs it? Can you smother Kaleo in caramel for me and let me have another listen? Is that one of those sentences that you didn't think you were going to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could. Carmeleo. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, it is. Well, let's see what low-hanging fruit the mixtaper has decided to offer me this week with another round of Factor Spin. Maybe this will be my fourth surprise. Maybe he'll get me with some really surprising facts. I'm ready to be shocked. I'm practicing my shocked face right now, but you can't see it because this is just a microphone. <laughs> hey, it's me, the mixtaper. Hello, mixtaper. How you doing? Mixtastic. Mixtastic and mixtober. I love that, kind of. Are you getting into the spirit of the season? Yeah, yeah. You know, nothing puts me more in a mixtobery mood than... Iceland. See? See? I tried to tell Connor. He didn't listen. He said Iceland wasn't very mixtober and uh, I know better. You know better. He doesn't get the holiday. No. It's really your kind of holiday. Yep. I feel like it's going to get us into a new habit of doing something Icelandic every October. I don't... We'll, we'll see how that goes in years to come. There's many flavors to mixtober yeah like a caramel covered apple you just never know what you're gonna get more like a pumpkin spice latte oh never know what form it's gonna come in well usually comes in latte form and this week's form is 10 pumpkin spice frosties no okay Okay, yeah we're not doing that again (laughs) i think connor put a stop to that after you tried it last time i think he saw how sick you were and said enough well, he's the one that got sick. I only had one. That's right. <laughs> Connor volunteered to drink the rest of them at the end of the episode. Yeah. So he, I'm sure he didn't let you buy more Frosties. I don't know. Let's just jump into this. Yeah, let's. I'm prepared to be surprised, and I'm also prepared not to be surprised. You know, expect the unexpected, but also unexpect the expected. This is a genuine week where I don't know what order to go in. Ooh, pick the mixtoberiest order. Mixtoberiest. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure you can run with that. I don't know what it means either. Start with this one. They were in a superhero movie. They were in it or their music was in it? Both. Both. Well, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Are they significant? Well, I guess I shouldn't say... I don't know the the proper answer to that first question, actually. Okay. (laughs) They were in the movie. Their music was in the trailer. Oh, interesting. That's a proper answer. What's the movie? Logan, the Wolverine movie. Oh, yes, I know the music is in the trailer for Logan. Yes. Oh, well, I've seen Logan. That's one of the rare, like, X-Men side of the Marvel Universe movies that I've seen. Mm -hmm. I've seen no other Wolverine movies. I just went and saw Logan. (laughs) That was an interesting choice. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. Well, it was good. I I remember liking it, and I knew enough about Wolverine. I feel like I still got it. Fair enough. Have you even seen any of the X-Men movies? I watched Apocalypse. Oh, (laughs) That's it. <laughs> oh gosh. I've seen I've seen Logan and Apocalypse. Those are my two X-Men exposures. <laughs> oh gosh. Wild. Yeah, I know. So I don't I'm going in a little bit blind. Alright me again, what song's in the trailer? Way down we go. Way down, of course. Because why wouldn't it be? Because <laughs> what else would it be? All the pretty girls? I don't think so. Broken bones would have been kind of funny. <laughs> it would have. Yeah, because he can't break his bones. Well, he, not for very long. Yeah. Well, he, he does. He can break them. They just they just heal immediately. Yeah. So what are they doing in this movie? Hanging up on the wall. Oh, like a like a poster of them. Yeah. Not not actually them. <laughs> Imagine Wolverine just like goes in his bedroom and they're just <laughs> up on his wall, hanging there. What wall? Wolverine's wall? Not Wolverine's wall. Or the little girl. Not the little girl. What wall? So a I guess a tattered version of one of their like band posters mm-hmm. can be seen on the wall in the I don't know the like factory. I don't I don't remember exactly what the name of the building is. Factory. <laughs> the um I'm trying to think of the I didn't write down the name of the x-men's character because i didn't really think i would blank on it in the moment it's the power how many x-men are in that movie it's not many patrick stewart no it's not professor x <laughs> the the albino dude why can't i think of it i don't know either he's the one that's helping take care of professor x alongside logan he's albino like can't go out in the sun or whatever i don't know either way in the place where they're like taking care of professor x it's like up on the wall in the room he's in oh so like he's a fan of them i don't know or you know they're just crashing in a place so it could have just been oh kind of post-apocalyptic world so it's just like a tattered poster up on the wall okay when did logan come out 2017 okay Oh, interesting. So 2017, what I've I've done a little self-research, and what I've just figured out is, remember how I said this band is the most like Kings of Leon? I listened to my first Kings of Leon album, which was Walls, and my first Kaleo album, which was AB, in the same exact month. They're both on my 2017 
April Albums of the Month playlist. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was a very blues-rocky month for me. Well, the walls is a little different. So I'm wondering if when I watched the movie, I might have recognized the poster. Does it have their name on it or their picture? Like, what's what can you recognize on it? I can send you the poster. Okay. I thought you were going to send me just a straight screen grab from Logan the movie. I was like, really? No. That's no. not like you. Did I accidentally close that tab? Where is that tab? Okay. I can't send you the poster. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I have okay. barely closed that tab. Uh, hang on. I'm going to say this is a fact. I know their music was in the Logan trailer, and oh, I don't know. It's just such a small, like, not even cameo, just a small, like, reference to them. It's totally plausible. So I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to say this is true. I may regret it. This is a spin. And I do. I do regret it. <laughs> the poster, not in the movie you got me because i knew half of it was true uh-huh and i thought i might be able to get, get you with that one. Oh man did you realize i deleted it from your rundown that it was in the logan trailer yeah i mean i didn't realize that it was missing but i did know that that was sneaky that was tricky because it wasn't on the scale that you usually lie about things i know i almost put them in his cameos but i was like no that would have been too much that might have been, been too, too much. much i gotta show a little mixtape restraint well that's character growth it's different from regular restraint because it's wearing a mask oh yeah, it restrains everyone else from seeing your face. It's true. From superheroes to super reactions. The band had a bad allergic reaction. Oh, no. Wait, the the band yeah. had a bad allergic reaction? Uh-huh. To what? Mosquitoes. Oh. I can't imagine you get a lot of mosquitoes in Iceland. They don't exist. Yeah. Well, that is a bummer. So they, what, come to America, I presume? They moved to Texas. Hot, muggy Texas. And many of the band mentioned hating the mosquitoes and having bad allergic reactions to the mosquitoes when asked what their least favorite thing about Texas was. Okay, well, that's a good least favorite thing. Are we talking like normal bug bite reactions that they're just not used to? Or is there really some kind of like difference in the way their body reacts? Uh, you're basically asking me, did they truly have a bad reaction or are they just being little wimps and I don't have an answer for you? No, that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> Actually, I'm assuming what you just said, if you found anything at all, what you just said is all you found. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because there's really not much more to the story. Mosquitoes. I'm going to say that that is... He's pausing for a really long time. That's going to get cut out. He sighs. He doesn't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's stumped. It makes sense. <laughs> but does it make too much sense? That's what I'm imagining you're going through in your brain right now. It's just the whole band. I'm going to say this is a fact. Lock that in for me. Okay. I'm going to lock in that this is a fact. <laughs> I, sometimes you, go, you waver. So, you know, I won't always give you that chance. Yeah. This is... A spin. Really? I talked myself into it by saying, you know, if you say the whole band had it, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me that you just found like one interview where they talk about it and then someone just said we and they all went, yeah. Yep. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how I pictured it in my brain. We were on the same mixtape or wavelength. It's different from normal wavelengths because it's wearing a mask. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Crud. Crud. Well, this isn't a great start for me. It's not a great start for you. JJ has recurring strange encounters. Is this just several different strange encounters that happen a lot? Or is this one strange encounter that recurs multiple times? Several similar encounters that occur from time to time. What are they? He gets visited by an elf. Listen here. I almost saved this one for last, but I decided to put this third. I just listen here. <laughs> what he gets? You realize this is Mixtober. We're not in Spinter Wonderland, right? You got your seasons all. Okay, first off, we're not talking Santa's little helpers, elves. We're talking. Well, the actually the first elf that came into my mind was Keebler <laughs> for some reason. So what? He, he just eats a lot of fudge stripes and cookies. I'm talking like like high fantasy elves. Right, Orlando Bloom, Legolas. Yeah, yeah. Why does he have recurring strange encounters? Wait, let's talk about, let's focus on recurring first. How frequently does he encounter elves? The frequency varies. Sure, like roughly, like in a month. How many times? I don't have a specific time frame for you. It's more, he just said, I have recurring dreams 
which I assume... Dreams. Oh, yeah. Sorry, did I not make that clear? <laughs> no, we were getting to the encounters part next. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the elf visits him in his dreams. But you didn't say dreams. No, you just said he encounters elves. I was like, does he go to a lot of Ren fairs? Like, what, <laughs> what happens? How do you encounter an elves? So what's the elf in his dreams doing? Giving him advice. That's so strange. He's got an advice elf? <laughs> That's cool. What, like, what kind of advice? It's just about whatever's troubling him. Good advice? Does he follow it? Or is it just bad? Does he even remember it? Well, I don't think he'd be talking about it if he didn't remember it. Well, you can remember the dream without remembering, like, specifics. Oh, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is his emotional support elf that visits him in his dream and gives him advice on whatever's troubling his little, his little noggin. Does the elf have a name, dare I ask? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure it does. I should be 100% clear from from what I could tell. I'm pretty certain like this isn't like he's like, oh, I have just a dream elf. Like this is an elf, a real elf visiting him in his dreams to give him advice. You said, I want to be clear. And then you said something that obscured everything I was thinking. <laughs> it's because I feel like we were going down the path of like, this is just like a recurring dream he has about an elf that gives advice. Like he believes that elves are real and that they're visiting him in his dreams to give him advice. Yeah. What does he, <laughs> where does he think, how does he think that happens? Well, elves have magic, don't they? I don't fey magic no i don't think so i don't know so i did a little digging into this i don't know sometimes when i give you more details it makes you think it's more of a spin sometimes it makes you believe it more but i've got more details please it turns out that a majority of icelanders believe elves are real like that's like a thing over there in iceland is that like you know i don't know if they're like their version of like sasquatch or i don't know to what extent it goes but apparently like uh, believing in elves is not as uncommon in iceland as it would be in austin texas sure right (laughs) that's all i got for you this is absurd because the first two facts were like so subtle and so like minor detail little spin things and then this is either a major departure in your lying tactics or it's true and you know there's no way i'll believe this let me i've gotta give me two seconds i have to ask my elf (laughs) he says this is true whoa your 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 emotional support elf he says this is a fact yeah well my mixtaper elf he's different from normal elves because he's wearing a mask says that (laughs) (laughs) says that this is a spin filthy spin yeah i was just so unbelievable that like i thought i'd blitz you with that one after the two subtle ones what's happening to me i really did feel blitzed that felt like you (laughs) maybe found it and just found it and could not leave it out Mm. this is really not good yeah you're in shutout territory here. I know. I've missed six in a row between last episode and this one. Oh, wow. That makes me feel good. Yeah, that's not good. Well, the band had a fun first experience. True. Fact. Done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what first experience did they have? McDonald's. Oh, that's hard. So what was so fun about it? The play place. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that is fun. I know, like, I was like, McDonald's are kind of everywhere. You know, they're different in Europe, Mm -hmm. right? But I'm sure. I am almost 100% positive without, I've never looked it up, I don't know, there has to be at least one McDonald's in Iceland. I'm telling you, there is not. Just there doesn't have to be. (laughs) I'm telling you, Iceland is McDonald's-less. Wow. Not even, like, in Reykjavik. I'm telling you. Okay. So they came to McDonald's, I presume, what, in the U.S., or did they go to the European one on their European tour? It was on their European tour. Okay. And it has a play place? Yep. Is it just that they're excited to see a play place in a restaurant or oh no <laughs> yeah i didn't think that was it couldn't help themselves they had to go check it out yeah they saw the slide and they went "Woo! way down we go <laughs> <laughs> they played in a mcdonald's play place that's pretty much my fact <laughs> they played in a mcdonald's play place on their first trip to a mcdonald's clearly they exceed the height limit it's it's very visibly posted mm-hmm. consequences i presume there were none i assume there were none i didn't talk about any i'm not even playing to this fact anymore i'm looking at the game mm, always trying to just do some game theory yeah well last week you did four straight spins this week you've done three straight spins and you put this one after the elf fact which in my mind is what you would do if this was one last like stinger fact to get me after you've done all the spins he's diving into the mind of the mixtaper it's a dangerous place to go it's like a normal mind but it's wearing a mask <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This is, I'm going to have to say fact for a fourth time. 
it's way more likely that it's not true. Mm, well, lock in. See, this is why I always give you the opportunity to lock in because you sit here and you waver like this. So I know, I know. Well, I'm gonna lock in that it's a fact. This is. This is your last attempt at a gotcha. <laughs> this is a shutout week. This is a spin. Oh <laughs> no! Yes. No. Four spins in a row. Eight spins in a row if you count last week. I know, and I've missed seven. That's unreal. Anything about that remotely true? They went on a European tour, and I'm sure they've had McDonald's. They did. Oh, it is 100% true that, or at least on this 31 Weird Facts about uh, Iceland page that I found, that there are no McDonald's. And also, apparently they consume Coca-Cola at a higher per capita rate than any other country. Huh. Well, I did. I just looked up the no McDonald's thing, and that is true. That's mm-hmm. sad. When was the last time you shut me out? It was. It's been a while. It was kind of recently. It was Kid Cudi. I mean, that's still what? How many episodes ago? We went through a really rough patch lately too. Kid Cudi was all misses, and then not too long before that, I went on the worst tear ever with Coin and Emmy Lou Harris, where I also missed eight in a row, which is worse than I am right now. Yeah. So that sucks. But before Emmy Lou Harris, I think it was all the way back at like the Smashing Pumpkins, our yep. very first shutout. So I mean, statistically, you've improved a lot over time. Oh, as soon as you started saying you were playing game theory, I was like, I've got him because I, <laughs> I'm going for a weird one of two full weeks of spins. <laughs> That's the Mixtober spirit. The Mixtober spirit. It, it came back to get me. As soon as you were like, oh, this could be a stinger one, I was like, I've got him. It doesn't even matter. I don't have to say anything else about the fact. I don't need to do anything but just sit here and let him convince himself it's true. <laughs> I gotta get a new advice elf. Yeah. I mean, this one did not work out for me. Oh, that. so three out of these four facts came from fun facts about Iceland that I learned while researching this band. And then, of course, the superhero one was partially true. Yeah, the superhero one, sure. So people in Iceland do have bad allergic... Well, they, they do believe in elves. Uh, mos- oh, oh, yeah, mosquitoes don't, don't exist, exist in Iceland. Iceland. They believe in elves, the majority of the population, and... No McDonald's. Well, look at that. Well, there's nothing more Mixtober, you know, than Iceland, according to you. So also, this does a this this goes a long way to help our fifty fifty for the year. Gosh darn, <laughs> it does. <laughs> this helps. I'd say. I don't know where our scores are sitting at for this year. Before this week, the hosts in season six have ninety. You have eighty three. But add four more to that this week, and now I'm only three behind. The next couple episodes could be big. <laughs> Now, is that for this year or is that for the season? Season six. Yeah, yeah, you see, so I think we're closer on the year. I think we just tied it up 31-31 if I just did my quick math right. Well, we've done 62 facts, I mean, including episode 105. This just tied us back up 31-31. Well, I'll be darned, I'm a little less disappointed. And for Mixtober, too. It's like I gave you a Mixtober present. All right, you didn't give me anything. All right, hang on now. I did all the hard work. You ruined the 50-50, and I've scraped and scrambled and scrimped and other sk words my way up to... 50 50 again all right that's all i got to say you did congratulations another shutout week and i take the lead yeah that's true <laughs> i don't think next week we'll have normal factor spin though so we're safe for the rest of mixtober well all right but wow stakes well have a great time enjoy the rest of the mixtober season as you prepare for our final mixtoberiest episode we'll see you soon yeah welcome back connor wow what a journey i've just been on yeah did you were you surprised shocked (laughs) i mean you kind of had the superhero one you already knew part of but the other three seemed to really shock you so i think that's another three i wouldn't call the allergic reaction shocked me i wouldn't call the mosquitoes shocking but elves (laughs) elves definitely and just the shutout was a shock so that's two so you got one more surprise one more one more surprise coming well I guess it was kind of a surprise that we were 50-50 on the season. I didn't. Okay, well, then there you go. Another three surprises down. Yeah. Are we done, or are there three more in store? Only time will tell. Should we talk about the album art? We sure should. But will we? Well, yeah, I was planning on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The album cover of AB, no surprises here. It's hands. Four handprints. Kind of reminds me of the Walls cover art, too, going back to the, how Kings of Leon was yep. the closest in style to what we're doing. Their album art's oddly similar. It's not faces <laughs> in the milk. It's just... It's inky hands in the milk. Inky hands on a, a page or something. <laughs> I Yeah, really got to give them a hand for it. It's a solid album cover. I don't know. It, it kind of implies that this album is very personal to them, which I like. Honestly, these handprints look like the way handprints w- look in like a hunting game when you're hunting in a snowy biome. Like For some reason, they're super noticeable and like blackened. 
in order to make it show up on the snow texture in like older hunting games. Just so it's super there. Yeah. Why are you hunting something with hands? I'm just, I, <laughs> what kind of hunting games are you playing? The most, the most dangerous, dangerous game. game. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I get the premise. It's just the specific example of hand prints. I just meant the way the prints look. <laughs> The implications are a little... Uh, maybe I am surprised. It was the specific look of the prints, not that they were hands. Like In like an old 2000s hunting game, it would have been hooves, right? But they would have been black like that to really stand out. Right, sure. <laughs> no notes on the album cover. Unrelated thought. Would you like to go to a private island for a vacation? No, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I hear Iceland's lovely this time of year. Go mosquitoes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but no Big Macs either. So, you know, give and take. Oh, oh yeah. That's literally what I had for lunch. A mosquito? <laughs> sure. That sucks. <laughs> Stick to your caramel apples. Well, we got 10 tracks to talk about. The first one is the infamous No Good. No Good. This song was actually kind of commissioned for the HBO series Vinyl. Yeah. Is that one you know? Yeah, and it's a fact the mixtaper was going to bring because of how they got picked to do it, but was afraid... How'd they get picked to do it? Martin Scorsese reached out to them via like social media or something like that. Oh, imagine getting a Twitter DM from Martin Scorsese. That's cool. I did know that they got commissioned for it, though, and I found a quote by JJ that says, When we heard about vinyl, we loved the vibe and jumped at the chance to contribute to it. As a huge fan of both Mick Jagger and Martin Scorsese, it's an honor for me personally to be a part of the project that they've created it ended up in season one episode six called cyclone yep i like no good i like the way no good starts this album off right out of the gate a lot of big moments big hits on the guitar ripping lead guitars you know what kind of album this is going to be from the first opening seconds indeed i quite like this one yeah heavy downbeats and what a voice yeah yeah of course this was one i was familiar with having already listened to the band yeah And I do have to say, I mean, I think the lyrics on this album sometimes aren't like over the top poetic. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they do get into the almost rut of start running when you hear the man coming. You know, we don't mind if you don't mind. Break you, take you. Like there's a lot of moments like that. But in this case, I feel like it kind of works as an homage to the blues music that they're emulating. Uh Uh-huh. Think about all the old blues music that is the 12-bar blues stuff where you sing one line three times and then sing the conclusion to it. And it just feels like a very natural growth out of those roots in a in a fresh new way in a rocky way in a heavier way that i really enjoy what's your favorite verse we got three of them to pick from in no good i like two. Ooh, straight in the middle well because one and three start with the same lines i know they change to get into them but two two stands all on its own there yeah it does and i gotta say i mean i do love can't fight the temptation when you get the vibration but don't let the mold break you is like a 10 out of 10 line. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm going to go with verse three because I like the temptation vibration, probably the most involved rhyme couplet on the song. And I like the way that it rolls into the chorus, the kiss your baby goodbye. Mm. Come on, love. It's all right. Unless you give it a try. I like that a lot. It's good. No, it's no good. Oh, sorry. But it's good. No good is good. And then we go straight from the ripping, like just indulgent lead guitar rock heavy backbeat of no good to way down we go with a little soft piano very atmospheric very light and once again is that again i said earlier powerful but sparse Mm. way down we go is exactly that it's one of the biggest songs on the record it was the second single and it has two music videos one of them was pretty darn extreme It was recorded live in the magma chamber of a dormant volcano, which has a very Icelandic name that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce. That was another really fun fact that the mixtaper was pretty sure you knew because it's on this album. (laughs) Yeah, worked out well for him to skip by that. That's a very good fact. The other music video is a little more conventional with the band playing in front of screens and engaging visuals and just using the studio track. It reached number one on the Billboard Alternative Songs and Rock Airplay charts. And it's just so, I don't know, dark. I feel like Way Down We Go just instills this sense of foreboding and dread in you like no other. Which is why I think it gets used in so many movies and shows is because it perfectly sums up that sinking emotion. Mm. Not to mention a pretty great guitar solo in the middle of it. It's pretty good. Pretty good indeed. Better or worse than No Good. 
Which one's more your style? Uh, I think I like Way Down We Go better, but maybe that's just because that was my first real introduction. Maybe I've got a little bias there. I don't know. Yeah, this is the one that drew you to the band in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Must be something special about it. Got you to look deeper. Sure did. The chorus is pretty simple. Way Down We Go, Way Down We Go, but man, I just love the pre-chorus. They'll run you down into the dark till you can't crawl no more. you just all the way at the bottom. All the way. Broken Bones, the next track is also a very interesting one. It kind of sounds like a slave spiritual, very intentionally. Mm. That's the energy they're going for. That's what they were trying to channel when they wrote it. He's trying to like transport us to the setting where the story that he's trying to tell is taking place. And it's intriguing. Like So much of modern music, of all genres, is built on the foundations of like that kind of music and that environment. It grew into blues and R&B, grew into hip-hop, it grew into gospel, it grew into jazz, like you name it. Rock and roll, it's everywhere. And so Broken Bones is like a like a return to absolute, I mean, frankly, bare bones kind of foundations. It's a song written through the eyes of a slave detailing all these gritty, unpleasant realities that they'd have to face in their day-to-day lives. The narrator's taking his life into his own hands by any means necessary and the devil making him a free man is him acknowledging that it's going to take some drastic maybe unholy measures to change his fate Mm. you kind of gotta walk through the fire to come out on the other side A a little bit of that kind of thing makes sense it does i like the way this fits into the album broken bones obviously is totally different than no good and way down we go but it just belongs in this collection, right? Like, it's not loud. It's not aggressive. It's not necessarily so, I don't know, ambient. doesn't build a world in the same way that Way Down We Go does, but it builds a world in a different kind of way with an actual narrator, like a protagonist in this story whose shoes we step into. Yeah. Whereas, like, No Good and Way Down We Go are a little more generic kind of lyrics that could be about anyone in any situation. Yeah. This is a story that we're being put in the middle of. Sure is. Plus, it's got some different elements like multiple voices singing that chorus yeah it has an interesting like vibe to it Mm -hmm. like a march really yeah it feels like you're just trudging along through a field or through the heat and just it puts you in that suffering Mm -hmm. there's a couple songs on this album that have an interesting sound to them compared to some of the other tracks automobile is the same way when we get to it yeah very different Uh, i just can't figure out what the through thread is but i know it's there yeah. I don't know how. I don't know what magic they've worked to make these songs. I think a lot of it's in the instrumentation sound. Like, they might vary up what instruments are being used or highlighted. But, like, they all have the same... Like, maybe it's the way it's mastered. They all have the same sort of feel to to them. Mm. Could be a highlight to the production. Yeah. I think that's true. It's just the way Kaleo writes the song. That you can take something that sounds completely different but yet make it feel like it fits not an easy thing to do i love the contrast in the outro bit uh the devil's gonna set me free which has been like the theme of the whole song right i'm gonna have to do some bad things to get free but lord what are you waiting for it's this this inherent like back and forth this battle this conflict of conscience that i really like but we get out of the slow songs for a minute yes with glass house the way those drums just kick in instantly. Yeah. Glasshouse never feels like I expect it to feel. After listening to the first three tracks in this album, it's another one that I kind of expect it to come in in a different key, in a different way. Whatever chord they start on, it's just never what I'm ready for. But it rocks hard. They say people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, right? You know, you shouldn't criticize people's mistakes when you're very likely liable to the very same criticism. Mm-hmm. This song kind of takes that idiom and turns it inside out. The narrator is throwing stones at someone else's glass house in order to expose their ways. And we don't really get a full context for it. It might be from a place of vindictiveness, right? We don't know if the speaker's own glass house is even still standing. He might be trying to take revenge on the person that knocked down his own glass house. Could be. It could be. It could be totally unprovoked an ill-conceived attack against somebody that could result in his own glass house being destroyed. And he's either okay with it or doesn't realize the consequences that it could bring. I don't know. What's your preferred take on the metaphor? I like both of those. I get more of a, like, revenge vibe, I think. I think so, too. Because the, because the song starts off with, well, I don't need much. I don't need other another friend. You know, all that jazz. So, like, he's either implying he had it and has since lost it or that he never had it at all, right? 
And if he's not had it at all. Or he's willing to lose it. I guess, yeah, if he's willing to lose it. I hadn't considered that. I was looking at it as like, if he hadn't had it at all, he wouldn't really have a glass house to worry about. So that only left. He'd already lost it. But yeah, I guess he could just be claiming he is willing to lose it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like if the song was necessarily, if it was like a, a song of revenge, if he was upset about losing his glass house, it wouldn't be this upbeat and this happy. Yeah. So I think our only assumption is that he's either willing to let it go or he's gleefully getting revenge. Fair enough. And he kind of challenges the resident of this glass house. Take me on. Like, come on. Come at me. Take me on. Well... Not quite like that. Oh. But I feel like that is maybe because he doesn't have anything to lose. Because he doesn't have a glass house for whatever reason. I see. I just really love the way the guitar and the vocals line up on but da 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 Oh, sign me up for this song. I think this is a sleeper track on the album. It doesn't necessarily seem to be one of the most popular, but I really enjoy it. It's a good one. I know. One that is more popular, but I think I like less, is Hot Blood. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I still like it. I just like it less. Oh, which of these songs did you know, by the way? I mean, aside from No Good Way Down We Go, were any of the other two? Broken Bones, Glass House? Did you encounter those in your deep dive? Oh, I knew Broken Bones, too. I did not know Glass House. Okay. What about Hot Blood? I did know Hot Blood as well. So, yeah, so far, Glass House is the only new one to me. Okay. Hot Blood, Love is Gonna Get You. I think this song is so fun. Upbeat, high energy, bluesy, crunchy, like a caramel apple, some might say. Some might say that. One thing I like about this song are the moments where they choose to cut the guitar back and just let the drums hit twice and then go on singing. Happens, you know, in the second verse and onward and stuff. It gives the song a good sense of, not whiplash, just, I guess, progression. Regular lash. Regular lash. He was he was lashing out in Glass House, that's true. I was regular lash, too. And it's another moment, too. I guess a, a, an ingredient in the Kaleo cookbook would have the guitar follow the vocal melody, mm. <laughs> whether they're currently singing it or not. Ba, 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 da, 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 like that is a good guitar hook, but it's also a good hook they use for the vocals. Plus, there's some good moments for... I really would love to see Kaleo live, all of Kaleo live, not just the harmonica player. It'd be very fun. Because they've got so many good moments for audience participation. You heard it with the bup ba da 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 in Glass House. It's here with the get up and get up, you know. It's here in Hot Blood. There's just so many moments I feel like it'd be a lot of fun to witness live. Sure, sure. Well, we're past the halfway point. So I suppose if, if this were a record we were listening to, it'd be time to flip it over. And All the Pretty Girls is such a magnificent way to start the second side of this album. This is a, a very different song. I put this one in the same... To be honest, the whole back half of the album almost has a different vibe than the first half, right? We start the album rip-roaring, ready to go, lots of bass drum, lots of heavy beats and like grit, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like we're being sandpapered away at during the first half of the album. And then the second half feels like almost all of that is gone, right? We lose a lot of that rough edge. And this is where the softer, gentler side is. It doesn't lose any of its punch, I don't think, but it definitely loses its edge Yeah. on All the Pretty Girls and Automobile and Vori Vaglaskogi. All the Pretty Girls, another one I knew. As you should. It's one of the most memorable moments on this album, I think. JJ says it's a very delicate song that seemed to speak to a lot of people, and I think so. It's also one of the band's first breakthrough international hits. They said from there, everything started to happen. We got contacted from other places. Managers, labels, publishers, they all went crazy over one night. Wow. And, I mean, can't you imagine? What if you're a record label, someone says, listen to this, and they play you all the pretty girls? Oh, wow. Won't you lay me down? What a chorus. It's memorable, it's simple, and it's just pretty. It is pretty. It's the second most popular track. Deservedly so. And I'm going to go ahead and spoil. <gasps> it's my honorable mention. Oh, that's my third surprise, but... Oh, really? This one didn't just get top three? No, it was going to be top three, but it got beat out by something else. Oh, well, we'll get there. Which is why I went ahead and spoiled that, so that when we reveal it in Final Spin... You'll be like, oh, what dethroned it? That'll be my surprise moment. Yeah. This was just the lead up. One thing that's cool about All the Pretty Girls being the start of the softer side of the album is that Lay Me Down chorus. Like, we're getting relaxed. We're getting our burdens from the first half kind of lifted. Our cares are evaporating with All the Pretty Girls. And that's just, just how it is. 
How long before I see the light? I've waited for you to lay me down. I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait for you. Very good. Just great all around. All the pretty girls. Conorable mention. You heard it here first. Yep. I've always thought Automobile has a similar kind of vibe, but really I think that's just because of the acoustic guitar. You know, it starts on a very similar level. Yeah, like I said earlier, Automobile had an interesting sound to it I wasn't expecting. Automobile, it's a great sense of progression. It's a good build-up from the softer, slower. Imagine myself in an automobile. That's soft and that's gentle. And by the end of the song, we've been on a full-on road trip and everybody's singing along. We're happy. We're having a good old time. There's a lot more instruments and a lot more fullness to the sound by the time the song closes. And that is such a satisfying progression to me. It's not even a real road trip. It's just an imaginary road trip. The speaker has his eyes on this fancy, fast car, dreaming of the day that he can buy it and go on the road, which I think he does eventually get the car. I don't know. Does he? Does he? I don't know. It's up to the it's up to the imagination. It's a classic travel ballad. Point A to point B in a very satisfying way. This isn't the one that beat out all the pretty girls. No. Sad. Well, up next is a really interesting track for us to talk about. It's one of our few tracks entirely in a different language. That language, of course, is Icelandic, and the track, of course, is Vori Vagliskogi. Yep. And again, apologies if I pronounce that awfully. The title in English is Spring in Vagliskogur, an Icelandic forest. It's actually the second largest forest in the country. That's awesome. I know. What'd you think of it... Just so in general, what are your general thoughts on this song? Let's see, in general, the thoughts going through my head were, what does this mean? Can't understand this. (laughs) Yes. But uh, no. So was it a distraction? No. So I feel like I've talked about this before on Dua Lipa. Oh, because you made us listen to the French version of that song. Yeah. Yes. Look at me. My memory's on point today. It really is. You know, I'm not allowed to question you on it ever again. (laughs) Except for Quincy Jones related things. Yeah. When I don't have lyrics that I can understand... The lyrics become part of the instrumentation for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm able to just sit back and listen to the notes they're hitting and the sounds that their mouths are making and just kind of ebb and flow with that in with the guitar and the drums and any other instruments included. Mm -hmm. I'm a big instrumental guy. I like instrumentals. So this is basically an instrumental for me. Yeah, it's true. And for most English speakers. (laughs) Is this the one that may be dethroned, or are you going to save it till the actual reveal time? I'm going to save the answer till the actual reveal time. Okay, I'm just getting impatient. I feel the same way. I think this song, just to listen to it, is maybe the most impassioned song on the album. They pour a lot of heart into this, and you don't need to understand the lyrics to know that. Just listen to the way that they sing. But the lyrics also, when you do translate them, they read like really delicate poetry. Take me, dear friend, to the mirth of yesterdays, where our creek runs free and the birch will blow. Light in the mountains, scent from our dearest fountains. The wind is counting your hair in the light aglow. Man, it's just good. The dew comes forth, our valley is swept with peace. Our dreams come true who sleep in the wood of skies. The last touch of sunlight dies and the calm is deep where the quiet waters flow. Like snaps. Snaps all around for that, you know? Gorgeous. I guess I'll snap. It is really good, actually. Oh, good. Like, the lyrics are cool. I, j- I kind of prefer it without the lyrics. Or without, like, understanding them, that is. Well, that's fine. I get that. I'm honestly a little sad they didn't include more Icelandic. I mean, either on this album or on Surface Sounds. So far, I mean, of the releases that I'm familiar with and that got released in America, I feel like this is the lone Icelandic track. Yeah. But up next is the penultimate track, Save Yourself. My biggest thought about Save Yourself is that this should be the closer. Yes, I agree. Maybe not, but maybe. No, I think it should be. Okay. (laughs) See, it's tough, because I Can't Go On Without You also feels like pretty good closer material. Maybe it's just a toss-up, because I don't really want Can't Go On Without You somewhere else. I think I Can't Go On Without You should move somewhere else. Yeah, but where? That's that's my thing. Maybe I just flip-flop. I can't go on without you and save yourself. Have you entertained the thought about putting it before all the pretty girls as a lead into this slower part? Because it still has a couple of those sections that go big and louder. And so it's almost like a good bridge between the first half and the second half of the album. Well, I don't know. There's two schools of thought I'm in right now. And you feel like this feels like a good closer. So this would almost be like the closer for the first half that takes us into the softer second half. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, thematically, 
it's darker. It matches the first half of the album a lot. Yeah. It also has that same backbeat to it and the March type style that Broken Bones introduced. On the other hand, I really like the thought of I can't go on without you and then we stop going on. Uh like there's a, a certain degree of aptness in it that way. So I don't know, I'm torn. Potato potato. But consider this. We save ourselves. And then there's no need to go on. Well, it's not even that. It's a save yourself. It's pleading with someone else to go on and get out of here because I'm doomed. I just want to make sure I can get you out in time. He could be talking to himself. He could save myself. Well, that feels weird to say. Yeah, it does. I love the falsetto on Save Yourself. I do too. I mean, we got glimpses of it on all the pretty girls and stuff, but really Save Yourself is where it shines the brightest. Man, you still have two surprises. You were surprised by the fact that all the pretty girls was the carnival mention. That means you need two more surprises before the end of this episode. Oh, that's true. One verse that I think is maybe one of the best on the album is the third verse of Save Yourself. Tell your secrets to the night. You do yours and I do mine, so we won't have to keep them all inside. Let your feelings take control. Hold on to the world that he's begging for. It's good. It is good. And of course, we finish, maybe regrettably, with I Can't Go On Without You. Uh, it's not a regret either way. No, it's still a, a solid ending track. It just it drips with that weeping and wailing. It's just this very heartfelt longing. In terms of heartfeltness, I would put this song second only to Vori Vaglaskogi. And it's another song that has a really satisfying swell, a, a good build into where it's going, because it starts almost as small as anything on this album, and it ends almost as big <laughs> as anything on this album. Well, at its peak, and then it settles back down, eases this out the door, too. And I think that's important for a song like this, because it gives us a little something to remember the album by. I like the way the instrumentals kick in when he hits the I can't go on without you, because like he comes in and then the instruments hit after he's already started singing they don't come in together and i like that it's almost like the i can't like the far, first part of i can't is like the pickup note to the to the chorus yeah the way he sings it i like it a lot but anyway that uh, is the last track on the album so let's get into some final spin my thoughts if you will this whole album just has this underlying intensity that i haven't found in many other places because each track kind of brings its own stakes to the table but they're really never imminent to put it in a very mixtobery kind of paradigm i think if this album was a horror movie these songs aren't the chase scenes all these songs are like the intense suspenseful moments where you're walking through a dark hallway or you're about to open that door or you hear the first unknown sounds in the woods there's this atmosphere here that i really indulge in that i really like is that a good analogy did that land yeah okay i'm just making sure music gets an 87 from me love the blues rock lyrics are getting an 83 it's a little hard to break out of the blues rut but i kind of consider it more of a tribute more of an evolution than some sort of falling short 83 for lyrics instruments of production get an 86 consistency is high energy's high atmosphere's high overall vibe 89 very immersive album and honestly quick practically bite-sized at 10 tracks not even 43 minutes long so an overall score of 87.1 landing it at number 193 oh wow i'm putting these shutout episodes next to each other it's right below kid cuddy who is slightly above and it's above rumors by fleetwood mac and private dancer by tina turner wow yeah 193 top 200 album in ab what about you well i can promise you mine will be above kid cuddy <laughs> i sure hope so be hard to go much lower for me I quite liked it once I realized who we were doing. But before that, I wasn't too sure how I'd feel about it. So Why? Well, just based on Icelandic band that you hadn't heard of, so you thought? Yeah, I, I mean, I liked Dottie Freyer. It was pretty cool. Well, the music video was a lot of fun. The music video was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had that going for me. It felt like cheating. But I just didn't know how I'd feel about this one. And then I realized who it was. I was like, oh, I already liked them. I counted. I knew seven of these songs already. Whoa. So this is pre-approved. It was Way Down We Go, All the Pretty Girls, No Good, Broken Bones, I Can't Go On Without You, Hot Blood, and Save Yourself. Those were the seven I already knew. Because those seven are in their top ten most popular songs. Sure, yeah. <laughs> As for my score, I'm giving this one. I can't believe I'm doing this. 
I'm giving this one a nine. Whoa. I'm giving this one nine surprises out of ten. Yeah, that is <laughs> a surprise. That is one of the surprises. What led you to a nine? Why can't you believe you're doing it? I just, I had this originally at an eight. And then I was looking and I was like, well, I like it better than some of my lower nines. Yeah. How many of your lower nines? Th- this Mixtober season, we're getting into that fall ballady. The slow side of this album just did it for me. You got me in that in that mood. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask whether you like the front half or the back half better. Uh, well, you'll find out when I do my top three, which half I pulled from. Well, fair enough. Well, we know you got at least one in the top three from the back half of the album. Yeah. Because of all the pretty girls. This one's going to go right either above or below Lil Nas X. Kind of hard to compare the two off the top of my head like this. I wasn't prepared to be putting it here. Really hard <laughs> to compare the two. Even if you listen to them back to back, it's going to be very hard to compare the two. That's almost maybe right above Tina Turner for you. I think I'm going to put it above. I'm going to put it right above Lil Nas X. Okay. I think Lil Nas X has some like more standout songs single-wise. Like, what, like you know, one of his songs is maybe better than any of the songs on this one. But I think as a whole album, this one wins. Wow. Well, that's fair enough. I think there's a lot of um, a lot more stuff that I would consider filler on Montero. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of what I was going to do. I was like, I was immediately going through the track list. And I was like, I thought of three songs, and I couldn't tell you what else was on the album. <laughs> and so I was like, hmm. It's Industry Baby, Call Me By Your Name. That's what I want. And the rest of it. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, uh, I knew seven of the songs off of this one already going into it. So I was like, I don't know, I'll, I'll give it to this one. Yeah. I just feel like I'm giving out nines like candy here lately. I, I don't know what's going on. It's the year <laughs> of healing. I'm healing us. Heal me with some eights. Give me some eight healing. <laughs> <laughs> or seven healing. Yeah. You're devaluing the nine. Oh, no, I'm devaluing the nine. Well, we're two episodes away from a one from your lowest album ever. So when you were thinking this was going in the eights, did you have an idea of where it might be? I had it at the top of my eights. And then I just decided to look at what was at the bottom of my nines. Mm. Dr. Demento has a special place in my heart. Like, even if I liked it better, I might not put it above Dr. Demento, you know, just because it has a special place in my heart. Sure. Nostalgia bias. But then I saw I saw Tina Turner and Little Nas X, and I was like, I think I like it better than these. Tina Turner was a previous <laughs> somewhat mixed-over episode. Well, that's cool. My top threes in album order. Yeah, tell me about your, your top threes. No good. Way down we go. Ooh, strong start then. Conorable mention to all the pretty girls. And, you know, the first surprise that you never got your answer to. Yeah. Track eight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he's going to have to pronounce it. (laughs) Darn you. Uh, Track eight. So that wasn't that surprising, huh? It sounds like you knew that's what I was going to say. Can you at least try? Vori Veglas. Vagloski? I forget how... Uh, Vagloski? How'd you say it earlier? I've been going with Vagloskogi. Vagloskogi. I like that. But that's if you pronounce all the the letters like they're pronounced in American speech, you know, in English. That's true. That's true. Icelandic has different sounds for some of the letters, so I'm never sure. So that doesn't seem like it surprised you then if you knew I was going to have to say the letters or try to pronounce it. Well, I had a hunch. Hmm. So then I guess maybe for the third surprise, I'll tell you, I'm also taking Save Yourself and I Can't Go On Without You. Oh, wait, two? Wow, because I was just about to make a comment about how you must have liked the first half better if two of your top threes came from there. Wow. Oh, that I'm surprised. (laughs) And that's three right there. Three surprises. We did it, folks. (laughs) We can end the episode. Yeah, wow. We did it. Is that nine? Am I up to six or nine? How many times have I been surprised? I don't even know. I've lost track. Nine. This is your ninth surprise this episode. So it's the third pair of three. That's one surprise for every score I give it. (laughs) The nine surprises. (laughs) 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 That's not a surprise. Whoa. That's just like a what a coincidence. Whoa. This was the episode of nine surprises. Iconic. We were at three before going in the factor spin, right? We were. Yeah. And then. And then we had three in factor spin yeah it's kept coming and then we had three in the album look at that nine surprises how about that how about that what about a playlist pick it better be one i expect you got six to choose from here that you should be expecting don't ruin this (laughs) 
kind of want to go track eight. Ooh, I like it. I'm still very up in the air. Uh, my pick was going to be entirely dependent on your pick. Oh, what are you thinking? Gosh, I don't know. So you're picking from the softer side of the album. I'm inclined to stick to the edgier side. And I'm drawn to No Good and Glass House. You're not drawn to Way Down We Go, huh? The most popular one that's everywhere? Well, no. I, I mean, I am, but it's not one I want for the playlist. I kind of want to give more love to Glass House. I think it's underappreciated on this record. Is that what you want on the playlist? I mean, do you pick what you want? You know, I'm a little biased towards no good out of those two that you just named. Ah, yeah, okay. I could be easily persuaded to no good. Sounds like it's no good and track eight. (laughs) I just like his vocals on that one a lot. And Glasshouse does some fun things rhythmically with the drums and stuff. Just if you're listening to this, just know that you have been underappreciating Glasshouse. And that'll have to be enough for me. Quit it. Quit it. Yeah. Cut it out. Scram. Scram? <laughs> That's like the opposite of, of underappreciating it. Like, you'll continue to underappreciate it if you scram. Yeah. Definitely don't scram because uh, we're not done yet. We got to tell you where else you can find us. <laughs> That's right. Everywhere. Scram. Scram from here and run on to our socials. Scram all you want. You can't. Tell, you can't. You, you can, can scram, scram, but you but can't, you can't hide. hide. <laughs> We both went there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're looking for us other places, scram on out of here and scram to our Twitter, at SpinItPod, or scram to our Instagram. Instagram. That's funny. It's the scram. At SpinItPodOfficial. Or you can scram to our website, www.spinitpod.com. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe. Tell a friend who's never been to Iceland about this podcast and how much fun we have. And we'll see you next week for a very special Mixtober episode. I'm looking forward to it. It's Can I spill the beans? Can I spill a bean? Yeah, I feel like that's the time to spill so that they know to tune in. It's going to be another Mixtaper Takeover, and we're recording it live. Uh-huh, on our Twitch, which is... That was your cue. Well, between you and me, it's already been recorded. But if you were there... Oh, it's after this already happens. Awkward. Yeah. We should have we plugged it last week. Well, we wanted it to be a surprise, <laughs> but not this much of a surprise. But our Twitch is <laughs> twitch.tv slash spinitpod. The VOD's up, probably, if you want to spoil it earlier. It may be, if you want to spoil the episode for yourself. But we'll see you next week. Have a great Mixtober. And until next time, stay surprised and keep, keep spinning. spinning. So you don't think Iceland is mixtobery? Uh, apparently I'm wrong after talking with the mixtaper. Yeah, it seems like it. I'm just not in a mixtaper mindset. It's different from all other mindsets because this one wears a mask. <laughs> <laughs>